to your father's favorite movies. Uh, what, what, how does he start this again? Uh, oh, probably logline up front, huh? Okay. Yeah, and then, and yeah, Follow and your then, heart. Yeah, whatever. What would Seagal do? What would Seagal do? What's up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome hey, to your brothers. <laughs> Welcome to your father's favorite movies, where we give a fresh generational perspective on movies that our fathers probably liked. Uh, my name is Chase. I'm Dakota. I'm Jake. I'm Kai. And today we watched Under Siege from 1992, the best Steven Seagal movie. Well, as far as we know, because this is the, the, log line this of is the, the only Steven Seagal movie I've seen. Uh, so, logline for this movie, in case you haven't seen it as a listener, which you should pause right now and go watch it, because it's amazing. Uh, an ex-Navy SEAL turned cook is the only person who can stop a group of terrorists when they seize control of a U.S. battleship. Mm. Directed by Andrew Davis, writer J.F. Lawton, and uh, the big the big stars are Steven Seagal as Casey Rayback, Ryback, uh, Gary Busey as Commander Krill, Tommy Lee Jones as William Stranix, and Erica Eleniak as Jordan Tate. Not really oh, sure how to say her last name. She's but, July 89? Uh, yep. uh, yeah. Uh, both in real life and in the movie. Oh no way! She was actually a Playboy model. No That's way. That's right. Uh, and I've got some fun facts about that, uh, but I was planning on saving them until later. Yeah, uh-huh. let's let's, uh, let's get our reactions first. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's jump into reactions. Uh, so, so who has not seen this movie? I have not seen this movie. I, I think all of us, except for you. You said you've seen it a long uh, time ago. Yeah, I, I saw it a long time ago. Uh, and and even on the rewatch, I was like, I don't remember big swaths of it but there are there are like certain like uh when they're when he's like playing the guitar uh at sort towards the beginning of the movie uh, like i remember that scene there's like a few other like the you know the helicopter explosion scene but for the most part blank know, slate yeah jordan yeah. tate i mean I, I don't have a great memory <laughs> for movies anyway so who could forget jordan mr tate? lie yeah oh yeah can't forget mr lie oh man got some serious wow. fun facts <laughs> was her name Jordan Tate in the movie? Oh, no, it was, it that's, that's the that. character. That's the movie name, yeah. but not the, the real name. A different name. The actress's name is Erica Eleniak. Interesting. Why, if she was, if she was really the uh, July '89, probably why did they just she, keep the same name? Because she's a fucking artist. It's inaccurate. Right? Oh, no. yeah. she didn't actually. She wasn't involved in a in a situation like this in real life, so you yeah. can't just put your name on that. You know. Yeah. Also, the, like the I movie just... was probably written before they cast her. Also starring George Bush Senior. Yeah, his name's yeah. I, yeah, I want to get around hands. to that too. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if starring is the right word, but <laughs> he was yeah. in it. He's he in, was it. in it. He's in it for sure. That yeah, that was. I'm wondering if they got him for that scene, or if he was doing something separate yeah. for the Navy. It's like, can we film script. a speech that you're already giving, yeah. or will you give a speech yeah. for this movie? I, I, if I was to guess, do you know the answer to this? Yes. So if I was to guess, I would say it was a, a speech he was already doing for the Navy, and they filmed it. Uh, that that's correct. He okay. was he was making a speech uh, in Honolulu, and they basically just like chopped up pieces of it, and then they like added some extra stuff to try to make it seem like to to basically make it fit in with the film. Yeah, was yeah. that Dick Cheney sitting behind him? And the uh, anyway, that's, that's the wrong presidency. No, he was uh, s- uh, Secretary of Defense. Yeah, he was. Oh. Yeah, it would have yeah. uh, been. I, then. I think you're right. I think it was. Yeah, because he would have been uh, at a real speech. He would have been there. Uh, a speech for the Navy, a Secretary Maybe. of Defense would be there yeah. for sure. Means yeah, they got yeah. appearance releases from everybody. That means the entire party read the script and said, "Yeah, this is cool. This represents yeah. 
our affiliations in this country right now. D- Dick Cheney actually did all the shooting in the movie. <laughs> it's a fun oh, fact. Yeah. <laughs> cool. He did all the stunts. Yeah. All the <laughs> yeah. Oh, you need to shoot somebody? I got it. See, I thought I thought he was like a lead from behind kind of guy. <laughs> um so so reactions uh like like Dakota, do you want to start? Like uh what, what's like your initial like bam it was, power it was in the a, kisser? It was a silly movie. It was a silly movie. It was I so I I'd seen um what two Steven Seagal movies before? Um, what, it was Hard to Kill. Is that one? Yeah, that's um, one. So uh, hard li- to kill. License to Kill. No, no, um, I think Hard to Kill. Yeah, Hard to Kill. Hard, hard, to, kill. hard to Kill and Above the Law, which are connected to each other. Okay. Right. Nice. Um, so those are the only two like Steven Seagal movies I had seen. So this is the third one, um, and it's right in line with what I know about Steven Seagal. Because, because <laughs> besides those two movies, most of what I know about Steven Seagal is through other people's. Uh, interpretations of him or shout out to Come Town, town. Hey, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the, the like, name of a podcast. People, I'm not just making stuff up. <laughs> yeah. The the thing I liked about this movie is it had three actors who were very often eccentric, and they all just turned it up for this movie. Oh yeah. Steven Seagal was 100 percent Steven Seagal. Tommy Lee Jones was Tommy Lee Jones at the maximum, and Gary Busey was Gary Busey oh, all the way through. Love Gary Busey. Yeah. Um, I did like. I don't. I don't know if I would call it a twist. Twist, but I didn't see the band becoming the bad guys. So they bring on Tommy Lee Jones as this band that's performing for this birthday party for the main captain of the ship. And it turns out that they're bad guys who are infiltrating the base. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and, and they show yeah. up with the uh, playmate. Yeah, that's part uh, of that. Yeah. Cover, yeah, but she's not one of the bad guys. She's not no, yeah, like, like she's uh, genuinely. Or is she? That. We should watch the sequel oh. where we find out. <laughs> right, there is a uh, Under Siege two. There's a uh, Seagal is apparently written under Siege Three as well. <laughs> <laughs> Did Seagal but, have something to do? Yeah. With, uh, uh, first impressions. Um, not to get ahead of ourselves here, because I have so many questions. <laughs> this uh, movie. There's a lot. Might be my first Seagal film of all time. It, it really might be. I mean, I've definitely seen him on TV, right? Like, because uh, he's an action hero. You'll see him when when you're like, you know, when you're at like a hotel and you're flipping through channels and it's like, hey, there's Steven Seagal. Killing uh-huh. people, you stay for a while. You stay at least till the commercial. Also, if you've ever been pulled over in Louisiana, there's a chance that it could have been him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is yes. he from Louisiana? No, uh, it, he works as a cop in Louisiana. There, the, yeah. Is he from? But he's not from there. No, he's because this he character was born in Lansing, for half Michigan. of the movie. Oh, he's okay. a Michigander like you, Jake. Michigander. For half of the movie, his character was from Louisiana. You, you couldn't tell exactly where his accent was from. No, he changes in and out of races <laughs> and and different demographics. New York, so, yeah, and then yeah. whatever yeah, fits crazy. the scene. He's yeah. like, where am I in this scene? Yeah. Um, <laughs> which part of the country is this scene taking place? <laughs> it's, um, it's more like, who am I talking to? I had yeah. a blast. I thought it was a good action movie. A lot of deaths. I've got a, a whole death count here. And, um, man, I guess exactly what I expected. Reminds me of Die Hard, reminds me of Air Force One, um, which I don't actually don't know off the top of my head when those movies came out, so that's what I'm curious about, who was first. Die Hard was before this, 88. Die Hard was 88 or 89, and Air Force One is 97. And and Kai right said, in the middle. Yeah, Kai did say straight up, uh, this Die Hard on a Boat, like the first It is. It is very Die Hard one, on a Boat. It, it is also famously known as Die Hard on a Boat. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my first impression. Yeah, Kai, it, what's up? Oh man! Uh, also, my first Steven Seagal. It, it's weird because I've been aware of Steven Seagal <laughs> for a long time. He started becoming a meme. I've heard so many crazy stories. He's like the most. Uh, he's like you know this action hero who's like fallen from grace, who um, 
is just like an utter buffoon slash narcissist slash like sexual predator wow um, it, slash like you know putin fanboy slash martial artist slash martial artist from the day and then he's like also a blues singer he's like such he's in like law enforcement a really like, cool honorary guy. deputy he's also a cook <laughs> yeah he's but he's he's a guy that's like so easy to make fun of so i was really excited to get uh, a steven skull movie and i think this one it is as a movie like i mean i, I don't want to spoil my critical rating but it's where i expected it to land critically <laughs> it surpassed my expectations entertainment wise Nice. That's um, good. Excellent. I, I thought this was like a perfect father's favorite movies genre. Uh, mm. It's a fun action movie. There's a lot of stuff to make fun of. I'm sure we'll get into later, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, talking about it. Yeah, it's nice. it's very within the time period. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they absolutely nailed the era for sure. And it and for the genre of our podcast, it's nearly perfect. Yeah. Um. So we should probably give some credit to the director Andrew Davis, mm. uh, who he's he's done a bunch of really good movies. Uh, sort of famously, The Fugitive, which is oh, nineteen ninety three. Interesting. So I, I was, was going to mention uh, Tommy Lee Jones' movies is kind of a cross between The Fugitive and Two Face and Batman, right? In that, I love it when he plays the bad guy, dude, and he is fucking nails it in this movie, dude. Nails. He it. was. He, yeah. I, I. He's the best actor in the movie. He was he's the highlight so of the movie. Sure. He was the highlight of the movie. He's, him. he's yeah. so good. Just like him giving orders. Nobody can give orders like Tommy Lee Jones. No. Tom, I, I I haven't seen Tommy Lee Jones in a bad performance in my entire life. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. great. Even in a movie that's not necessarily critically great, nails it. So as as they were casting the fugitive, they uh Harrison Ford was like not down for the fugitive. And then he saw this movie and he was like, All right. No way. Because the the Fugitive is like a legit good movie. It was nominated Fugitive for a, Best a, Picture. Oh, Fugitive dude, is a so great good. movie. I hope I hope we cover. Did, t- yeah. Didn't Tommy yeah. Jones he nominated for an Oscar or won an Oscar? No, he might have won, won an Oscar. He won an Oscar for the Fugitive. Yeah. Exactly. He's so good in the Fugitive. No, and, he's and, phenomenal. He, and he plays the opposite role. He's the good guy. Yeah. Well, he's. I mean, he's sort of like the antagonist because he's the guy trying to hunt down Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny we're talking about a whole different movie now. <laughs> no, 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 but it's in the context of this movie. Yeah. But yeah, I hope we cover the Fugitive. Uh, so Andrew Davis also directed Chain Reaction 1996 with Keanu and Morgan Freeman. Keanu. He also did A Perfect Murder with Michael Douglas and Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Collateral Damage with Schwarzenegger. And after that, he did Holes with Shia LaBeouf. Hey! Holes <laughs> is a phenomenal are, movie. Also, yeah, those uh, are some of the big highlights. Guest of the podcast, Ryan, uh, Ryan his uh, Halloween costume was Holes. Oh, that's Here right. So that was a great costume. Shout out to Ryan. I have uh, Holes. <laughs> Multiple have, holes. Um, yeah, you do, buddy. One, two, <laughs> yeah, three, you four. Do. I can confirm. Count the holes. It's uh, a game I like to play. Now, the writer for this movie, J.F. Lawton, uh, he's he was pretty interesting. I was uh, I was, I didn't know anything about him, um, but he was born to writer Harry Lawton, uh, who he was he's famous for the Robert Redford film. Uh, Tell them Willie Boy is here, 1969. Which I've never seen. That. Who doesn't know that movie? Uh, that might be a grandfather's <laughs> favorite movies. Uh, yeah, uh, spinoff show. Ooh, what? what? But it uh, has to be our dad's doing the podcast. So this is a pretty interesting fact about a writer. He's dyslexic, severely dyslexic. Does but he, me at all. But he was <laughs> <laughs> from this movie. Yeah, yeah. He was determined to become a screenwriter, uh, especially because of his, you know, the pedigree. And uh, Dakota, at some point during the movie, said, "Is this screenwriter dyslexic? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's going on here?" Uh, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, his his first major script was a movie called Three Thousand, 
which uh, Touchstone bought that script, and then he later changed it to Pretty Woman, 1990. Oh, that guy. Wow, he wrote this Pretty is the Woman? writer of Pretty Woman? He That's right. And so he did, he did very Pretty movie. Woman, <laughs> then he did Under Siege. Wow. wow. Pretty insane. Uh, really quick, so the original the title for Pretty Woman is 3000 uh, which I thought was interesting because that's the amount of money that he pays uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, because because she's like you know it's like hundred dollars an hour, and then he's like, how about three thousand for the week, and she takes it, but he just reduced her fee down to like twenty dollars an hour. For sure, amazing business move. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Well, but she could bail. We'll we'll, we'll cover that when we get to that. So yeah, when we get woman. to Pretty Woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, What's the kill count on that movie? So also the uh um, body count. The original name for this movie was Dreadnought. And uh it was he, he's he thought he was gonna need a hundred million dollar budget for it. In nineteen ninety two. Yeah. That's like an Avenger level movie. Like yeah. hundred million dollars in nineteen ninety two. And all the studios were like, No way. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. We're not gonna do that. So they, they initially said thirty million uh, ended up being $35 million for the budget of the movie. I think at that point, the only $100 million movie uh, at that point was Terminator 2. Yeah. Wow. And that was the only so, one. So I just looked up a, like another boat movie, Titanic, in 1999. It was $200 million. 1997. So, 1997. Yeah, that was the first $200 million, $200 million movie. Yeah. So that's, yeah, $100 million is that like was a ridiculous. shitload. But I guess, I guess with the, the, the amount of... Like boats and explosions and stuff, because like, an, well, that there was not a legit aircraft carrier. If he got a hundred million dollar yeah. budget, it would have been even more insane. What what it's, was what was the budget on the movie? Uh, on the topic, it, it, they they gave him thirty million, and then it had, they ended up pushing it to thirty five. Yeah, okay. that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty yeah. significant. That's that's pretty significant for sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, can you imagine if he had a hundred million to play with? Oh yeah, it would have been two battleships battling, <laughs> and they would have, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, pretty there epic. were two ships. One explodes. Uh, yeah. So also, uh, J.F. Lawton is currently working on uh, a movie with Paramount with Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Hey, oh, South, the Park, South guys. Park guys. Yeah. Very curious about that. But that's about all the info- information that's... I could find on that. So wow, that's a, that's a very like diverse career from Pretty Woman to this movie well, to South that. Park. That movie is actually Pretty Woman too. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Women. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it Jack may Bot. never get made. Like some sometimes that de- those details will come out when they're just like yeah fucking around. And Three people met at oh, a, at a bar. Yeah. Uh, one more quick we'll note out. on uh, Dreadnought, which was the original name. That spec script, he got a million dollars for it. Wow, the spec script for his second movie. Good for him. Oh, because Pretty Woman was, was such, such a big a, hit. Yeah. such a massive hit. Yeah. Yeah. So Seagal actually initially turned it down. <laughs> uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, he had problems with the role of a character who is at first a bimbo jumping out of a cake. Uh, he had problems with the woman's character. Yeah, he was like, he's like, I don't, I don't want to be side by side. Like, I don't want her to be my co lead. I don't want to be around she's a whore. Just some bimbo. <laughs> so huh? they, so he was like, he uninterested in the movie, and then uh, Lawton basically was like willing to rewrite and change stuff, <laughs> which uh, you can imagine Seagal. <laughs> wanted to change he was like, some stuff. He was like, hey, Steven, we're going to put you in a movie next to a really smoking hot chick. He's like, no. Uh, there's going to be a hundred other guys there. He's like, I'm in. I'm wait, fucking wait, in, dude. What changes yeah, wh- were which made? Which direction uh, was it changed? Well, so, so the way that they, they uh, the, in script revisions, she becomes a character who gradually reveals her intelligence. Wow. I'm, right. I'm so I am a, 
am, am slightly like I, I, I underestimate. I so Steven Seagal read the script and he's like, "This woman is not a three dimensional character. She needs to be smarter." Because yeah, because I feel like the movie as it came out was very like male centric. Like the 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 depiction of woman of the the woman character wasn't like you know. Oh, she's very, she's very damsel in distress. Yeah, like yeah, like and initially she is, but just, yeah, by the end of the first. movie, she's like cocking the gun for the laundry guy, yeah. and she's fully involved in the taking down the submarine. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, it's her, interesting. Her character arc is: uh, I'm afraid of guns. To now, I feel comfortable. I don't like yeah, guns. blasting people away. Not she's yeah. afraid of guns. She doesn't like. She guns. doesn't like guns. And she could be dating musicians now. Yeah, we never know. <laughs> Oh, they do kiss too at the end. Oh, one yeah. of the worst kisses. Worst kiss. That oh. was yeah. It was like oh, so gross. What did yeah. he say? What did he say when he kisses them? There it was so. It's like uh, watch this move or something. Yeah, like that. here's a move. Yeah, yeah, because it's not about his chemistry with the woman. It's about him impressing all the guys. Yeah, all the, the guys. So it just feels men. yucky when he. The yeah. psyched to see her. He wanted to, he wanted to show all the guys how good of a kisser he was. Yeah, it's like for later. Yeah, it just the entire movie felt like it just sort of like. Was very stroking off Stephen Seagal. Then absolutely, <laughs> it's a guys. Yeah, it's yeah. a guys movie. Um, um, uh, yeah. So the film makes use of the technology Introvision, uh, which is used in a few other movies. Did I write, write down the other movies? Outland, nineteen eighty one, Megaforce, ninety eight, nineteen eighty two, Army of Darkness, nineteen ninety two, and again in The Fugitive, ninety ninety three. What's it do? Uh, so. It allows realistic 3D interaction of foreground characters and projected background. So, like, explosions huh. and stuff? Are we talking? Uh, I, I think it's more to, like, not have to use blue screen or green screen. Hmm. It's, I think at the time that was pretty expensive to have, like, green screen. Yeah. So they, they tried to use, like, projection. But IntroVision is, like, a different way of doing it, I guess. I mean, I don't know anything about film. But. Okay, okay. There were some cool explosions. Cool. There were some explosions with characters in the foreground that I would think is what you might be talking about. I don't yeah. know anything about behind the scenes, but the, the only time I noticed a weird foreground background thing was uh, in some of the flying scenes where they're showing from like up high, hmm. and like the helicopters coming down on the ship. It was like those proportions uh, aren't right. Yeah, like, how did yeah, they shoot right. this? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm guessing that that's what the introvision was, but you know, I thought it looked good. I thought the, the movie overall looks great. Yeah, 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 it looks yeah. It, it holds up. Yeah, I mean, there's not too many like um, big leaps that they make. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the knife fight scene is a little. Yeah, that's a leap. That scene was badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but I, I mean, like, like that scene. the knife scene. You're the talking? knife scene with yeah. Tommy Lee Jones oh, versus yeah. Steven Seagal. But I mean, it's, it's a great scene. There's that one over the top explosion, but other than that, I mean, it's all like kind of practical. They're with on the a boat. helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not, like. I thought that was great. Well, no, it was good. But yeah. there's some flaws. There are yeah. some flaws. I I think like action wise, the scene delivered. I mean that the movie. Yeah. You know, I think uh, director Anthony da or Andrew Davis would agree with you. Uh, he said that most people are surprised that the film is as sophisticated as it is. It appeals to people who have a point of view about nuclear weapons and. The story thrusts you into an incredible situation that's not far fetched. I don't know if I agree. Not far fetched. <laughs> Sounds like somebody trying if, to hype up a movie. I don't know if I agree with uh, a it being sophisticated or has a <laughs> deep commentary on nuclear weapons. That, that was actually his quote on or, Pretty Woman, or that it, the scene, or that it's not a far fetched plot. I, I think he's wrong on all counts. 
<laughs> Not a far-fetched. Uh, well, I think like as far as Jack and a nuclear sh- uh, ship goes, it's not that far-fetched. It's, it's Captain Phillips, but with nukes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they try the to boat. bring it into some kind of reality of like these guys are on this ship. They're trying to... The whole point of George Bush being in it is they're they're trying to decommission all these nuclear uh, things. So they're gonna they're gonna put the ship away. Right. It's never gonna shoot again. Right. Um, it's right at the so end of the Cold War. Tommy Lee Jones knows. Oh, this is when they're most vulnerable. They're not expecting it. I can get in here and what's steal the, these nukes. And, what's the uh, commentary that that nukes are bad? Is that the commentary? Well, the the Cold War is like finishing up. They're trying to decommission all this stuff. I know, but the director says, uh, you know, this is a really sophisticated film and it has a lot to say about oh, uh, nuclear weaponry. It right. appeals to people who have a point of view about nuclear weapons. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's point that of view. nuclear weapons yeah. are bad. I thought that was a yeah. weird phrasing as well. Uh, if you have a point of view about <laughs> nuclear weapons, watch this film. I, I, I feel like that's not a very, like, split opinion <laughs> thing, right? We're, we're like... You can argue with people like, yeah, I fucking love nukes, dude. Like, we need more nukes. Yeah, I mean, like, if you think about especially the era, you know, people were terrified of nukes because it was the Cold War. Right. You know, and the Cold War ends in 91, but, you know. Yeah, this time I think that, like, the the height of fear of nuclear weapons was, like, the early 60s. At this point, it's like, oh, we've reached a state of peace. The the Soviet Union is dissolved. 60s to 80s, yeah, is when people were like... Yeah, I think 60s all the way through the 80s. But I I agree with Kai. I think by 1992, it's pretty not in the forefront of people's minds. I don't know. I I have to disagree on that because my my parents always talk about how they were terrified of nuclear weapons pretty much all the way up until I was born. But I guess, you know what, I I guess like... Nuclear, like we still talk about North Korea and Russia with nukes and stuff, even to today. So I guess it's Wasn't always it? been a thing that people at least worry about in, in a in a slight way. Yeah, I mean the fact that they exist is uh, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> at any point, at any point, three people could decide to just wipe us all out. Yeah, yeah, at any point in time, Tommy Lee Jones can make Honolulu glow in the dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a quote. If it wasn't for people like Steven Seagal, man, I would be terrified. He can make another quote from the movie. said, what happens if one of those tomahawks lands? And the military guy, the personnel said, approximately one million people will reach 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit if these nukes wow. hit or something like that. Damn. I don't know Aperized. if you can live from that. I don't know. It'd be... Well, Stephen Skull will check your pulse anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy gets fucking <laughs> slaughtered, Just dude. blasted yeah. by some Yeah, w- at one point there's this uh, soldier who he's kind of become not friends with but he's trying to convince to like when he gets locked in the freezer yeah um oh yeah he's He's trying trying to to get out because he's trying to convince this guy and everything and eventually convince this guy to to call up um to the command because he heard gunshots or whatever and then bad guys come blast this guy to pieces (laughs) and then steven's the goal this guy's dead on the ground blood out of his mouth dude and he checks his pulse you good dude you good bro (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, yeah. terrible. I appreciate check. You, you gotta check the pulse, man, because yeah. that's how you get like what are they saying? Zombies. Like, oh, dude, that fucking hurt, dude. <laughs> oh god. Damn. Oh, I ain't never been uh, shot. Get I never want to get shot in the head again, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all body. Uh, so there, there's some a bunch of really cool like Navy stuff from that. Like, if you're military, if you're Navy, uh, you probably will love this movie. There's like so much. I mean, also like. So, like, Tommy Lee Jones, they're supposed to be, like, Marines? 
like former Marines or something, um, some kind of former military. No, no, he's he's something. also he's also former Navy because remember he when at the very end of the movie when they meet each other, they had known first each face other. To face, they had known they each other. So the they're, same team. they were both on the same mission in, in Panama. Panama, right? I think it's applied. They're both on the same mission in Panama. Secret mission. That that, that got, doesn't mean that he's a Navy SEAL. It, yeah, it it but, most likely would. But yeah. we know Seagal was. Yeah, so yeah. Seems that reason, a Navy it seems I, like they're both Navy I, SEALs. I, I think it's implied that they're both Navy SEALs, okay. right? Which yeah. is also why he would have... Because Tommy Lee Jones kind of has a lot of... He um, does intimately know the ship. He, kn- he intimately knows the ship. He knows, you know, people's plans and what they're what they're doing on the ship. So, like, it's I think it's implied that he's a Navy SEAL that yeah. was on the same squad as Steven Seagal in Panama where something happened. Unless his role and, is intel, yeah. and that's why when they got bad intel and that killed oh, Seagal's team. Somebody. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they make the Navy look really good in the movie. It was well, that's definitely what, Navy yeah. cooperation, right? Because otherwise, yeah, you can't. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any, they had a Navy aircraft carrier. Yeah. So yeah. any any movie with any like military equipment, the military 100% approves or disapproves of. They, like, probably, nothing, they it, probably had a, a hand writing the script and like changing some of the lines and like the story like, structure. Like, yeah. ha- there isn't any talk of that in the research that I did. However, uh, there was a, con- a Navy consultant that was an active. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I've got it written down here somewhere. Uh, Lieutenant John Rotker. Uh, he was a technical advisor on the film, and he was a serving naval officer at the time. Uh, he's he he's in the movie as well as an actor. Uh, he's Commander Green when oh, uh, the guy gets shot in the head. The first guy that gets shot by Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, yeah. Dope. And, and I was announced announced who's the highest ranking officer here, <laughs> and they put the spotlight on him, and then he puts it right between his eyes. Yeah, that guy is yeah. actually uh, a Navy guy, and then he also. Uh, after the Navy, he went on to be a uh, stuntman. Nice. Yeah, he he. Uh, I think I wrote down what movies he did. Oh, he was in he Lethal Weapon Four. He was in The Born Identity and Fast and the Furious Seven. He mm-hmm. wasn't young in that movie, right? Like he didn't look very young, he, from what I remember. He looked like he's in his forties. Yeah. He was 30s, the highest 40s. ranking officer in the room. So he was so like a fifty-six year old stuntman. If you want to get into Hollywood, join the Navy. It's the moral lesson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, like what Dakota's saying. We we learned about that too. Basically, if your script has, if your production literally will use either police vehicles or naval vehicles, they or have final whatever, approval on everything. They do, yeah. and they will say like, "This line doesn't work for our message, like our greater message." Yeah, yeah. there uh, was a line that Steven Seagal delivered that was very, uh, and he delivered this with full authenticity, like meaning it. Being like, you didn't join the Navy for a job. Yeah, he says, uh, you're, you're in the Navy. It's not just a job. It's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was a Navy slogan from 1976 to 1986. Yeah. And although they stopped using it in 86, uh, it was still kind of just like in the lexicon of people sure. at the time. So, like, everybody, like, remembered that ridiculous yeah. slogan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, and the Navy is not... Portrayed negatively at any point in time. No, it's, and then he it, looks it's, into the camera and he says, "Join today for your adventure." <laughs> yeah, I thought that uh, was kind of weird. When you <laughs> that was a weird yeah. Moment, I, I, right? I would challenge you to think you of any wall. any big budget military movie that portrays them negatively, well, and they yeah. they try yeah. to yeah. work around happen. it when they're trying to send yeah. that message. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think it's super positive the idea that like we have all these nuclear i have an opinion about nuclear weapons so <laughs> oh you're going to love you have this a point movie. of view <laughs> yeah a point of Dude, view and also like just the word sophisticated in this movie don't belong in the same sentence Absolutely. like i i completely disagree with the director all due respect so, i love the fugitive 
What's also kind of funny is that uh, there's a lot of stuff that they get wrong. Uh, so like as they're like doing like radio com- uh, communications and stuff, they're like throwing out you know like the F eighteen, the CH forty six, C night, like you know all these like things. Well, a bunch of the things that they say in the movie is like close, but not actually correct. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> so if anybody that's like in the Navy at that period of time that would know all those acronyms and stuff, they'd be sitting there like, what? Like that's yeah. not they called that the wrong thing. It's almost worse like, than going full random, right? Because it's like. Yeah, because it's like misleading, close, but yeah. it's wrong. Like calling it F eighteen when it's an F sixteen and stuff like that. Like yeah, like the F A eighteen fighter jets is what we see, but they call I think they call them a F fourteen. Okay. Somebody just went through and was like, "This one sounds these letters and numbers sound cooler together. Let's say this one." Huh. And, and then from another, the book. another thing that's weird. So like the uh, so they get an F A eighteen that's flying next to the ship, and he's just kind of checking them out, you know, because they're. You're like, hey, like, do some reconnaissance. What's going on in this ship? Uh, and then they just like shoot him down. Well, in no military, no matter which military it is, do they allow just one plane to fly? You always fly with a wingman. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's yeah. just absolutely ridiculous that they just have one fighter jet going to check out this aircraft carrier. Uh, and then. Uh, on top of that, so the gun that they use to shoot it down, they've got like the German-looking guy that's like controlling it, and he like shoots it down. Mm-hmm. That is not how those guns are used. No, uh, th- those are, they're famously like uh, the R two D two gun because it's got that big white dome kind of dome shape. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're Sea Whiz. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're, oh, yeah. They're an- Dakota's yeah, brother. Yeah. They're, they're anti anti missile guns. C I W S. Your brother uh, is in the Navy. That's, so that's that's what my brother does in the Navy. He's a, he's a he's a Sea Whiz guy. So he it's basically an anti missile gun. Yeah. Man, so so if, if they shoot missiles at the ship, that gun will rotate, go, knock the missile out of the sky. That's it. Yeah. Like, so so also those guns are they're not manual operated. They're automatic. No. Yeah. Uh, so. It shows a guy like maneuvering the gun, like you would. Yeah, you have someone like accurate. operating the computer, you know, and maintain right. maintaining the gun, which is once again what my brother does. But you're, yeah, it's not like a fucking video game where you just <laughs> it's all it's automated. As soon as as soon as a missile comes in, it'll it'll read it and just go and literally and, knock and it out of the sky. Another thing they were saying online is that if a plane was flying parallel to the ship, that that kind of gun would not be able to shoot at it. Like it's meant to shoot at the back of the boat or the front of the boat. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, like it wouldn't shoot at the side. It's just like completely inaccurate. Uh, but you know, that's all. just among among the many inaccurate things that they did, which is funny because they've got like an actual Navy technical advisor. But you know, whatever. The guy's a stunt man. Uh, it's all for the good of the movie. As long as they make the Navy look good. Um. <laughs> they did use uh, real radio chatter from U.S. F-14s attacking Libyan aircraft in January 1989. They cut some of that, uh, like audio in, and used it in the film. Weird. Huh. Why? Weird. Just to okay. make it authentic, I guess. Yeah. Um, People died during that recording. So Steven Seagal did. <laughs> yeah. Not, a little insensitive. Did not have his signature ponytail in this movie because naval regulations would not allow hair over four inches. Was so that he, a was that to a tough deal to get him in the movie without a ponytail? Oh, so he had a. I didn't even know he had a signature ponytail. It didn't say anything about him pushing back on it. Uh, he's so method he would he would just do it. And yeah. by his next film, he has the ponytail back. 
Yeah, he's an interesting guy. How fast does his hair grow? Uh, faster than anybody. <laughs> fastest hair in the West, man. Uh, should we should we get into Jordan Tate? Oh, the girl. Yeah, played by Erica yes, Eleniak. Uh, Dakota says this is the the hottest actress in any movie that we've covered to this point. Uh, so both the character and the actress were Playboy Playmate Miss July 1989. So like. She was in real life, and then she was in the movie. Right. Everyone's referring to her as July 89. Also, the July 89 issue was the one that Kevin finds in Buzz's room in Home Alone. No way. Wow. What a famous wow, that is addition. A, that's very interesting. That's, that's a fun fact right that there. That is a really fun fact. Wow. So that was the, yeah. uh, no, she was also was August 1990, uh, December 93, and June 1998. Um, so a solid ten years of being nice. in Playboy. Was she ever in another movie? Is this the only acting role that she had? Oh, she was in Baywatch. Uh, okay. So she was in Baywatch for the first three seasons. When she left, she was replaced by Pamela Anderson. Uh, which oh, is she was bef- she was replaced. So she was in Baywatch before Pamela. She had her role. That's what I read online. Wow. Uh, on top of that, role. yeah, that's my half-assed internet research right there. Huh. Uh, on top of that, Pamela Anderson was in the running to be the, oh, the, the, the model. Wow. Apparently, Steven Seagal tried to casting couch her, oh. and she said no. Oh, no. And Seagal was like, I can just give it to the girl in the other room. And she was like, all right, I've bye. Heard, I've heard some... So I, I read Steven Seagal's Wikipedia page in preparation for this podcast. There is an entire section on... Sexual assault allegations. He's a Me Too guy. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. in specifically, but in '92 um, he wasn't that guy. Uh, maybe he was, but he, he wasn't, wasn't accused outward, of that. People outed yeah. as that guy. I mean, there's there's allegations. I from mean, yeah, he wasn't around if, that time. Yeah, he was must have been. I mean, one thing in the public us. sphere. Yeah, you just okay, told in, us in that the public he was. sphere. Right. In uh, specifically for Under Siege Two, he tried to cast and couch a girl, being like uh, he tried to make a girl who was auditioning for his lead, like the lead female role in the movie, to undress. And, uh, and she ended up filing a lawsuit against Does her. that surprise any nice. of you at all? No. It does not surprise me here's, whatsoever. Here's what doesn't make sense to me. Seagull's like, hey, you know, this female character, man, in today's climate, we really need her to be smarter. <laughs> so yeah, let me be in charge of casting. But she and... also has to suck my penis. There's two things that we need. That's she needs to be up. smarter. One thing I, I thought was uh, funny in uh, uh, the women's role, when she's interacting with Steven Seagal is when she first meets him, she's traumatized. She just realized, oh, there's dead bodies around. My life's yeah, in yeah. danger. Yeah. She's Been crying. Drugged. And he he is not – he does not give a fuck. He's, oh, he's, he's like – He puts her in he, a locker. He's like, he's shut like, the fuck up. He's like, what? like yeah, he's like so aggressive, like so not gentle with her. Like she's clearly like having an emotional breakdown and he's just like – like yeah, it's like would you rather be dead and blah? He's like being so um, like condescending to her and just so tough guy. And uh, I think that doesn't age well <laughs> in the, well, the well, time. But I think you also got to think about, like, one, he's a military man, and two, his, like, entire ship worth of people are all in, like, he doesn't have time to sit there and argue with her about this. Like, like he needs her, her to down, get out yeah. of the way, I don't you think know? It's, it needs to be an argument. Just, he just has to recognize, like, oh, she's going through, he, she just needs some comforting. She doesn't need to be yelled at when she's crying because yeah. she just realized And that. he, like, aggressively, like, throws her on the yeah. sink and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like very, it, like, But it's all to serve, oh, 
Steven Seagal is this tough guy who knows it, like he knows what's going on. He's like, you know, oh, I he's think the, he's, he's like also freaking out. His character's freaking out a little bit, and he's trying he's trying to be macho and hold it in. But he's like, I don't have time to have this conversation with you. You need to get in this locker and get out of my way because I need to go kill all right. these guys. He, he tries to lock her in a closet. Yeah, which locker, he, he yeah. does. I mean, that probably was which the she safest place. Done. Yeah, yeah, she probably should have just stayed there until the whole thing was over. She would have been safer. Later on, she's with like eight guys, um, the other Navy that gets rescued, and she's like, "No, I'm going with Steven Seagal because <laughs> the safest place on the ship is standing right behind right you. behind you, where <laughs> all where all people are shooting all at all times. Yeah, but hey, it works yeah. out, and she saves his life, kills a guy." So. That's right. She overcomes her fear of um, killing people, <laughs> uh, and which which is the same character gun. plot that happened with the uh, the black cop in in uh, Die Hard, mm. is that he was afraid of killing people. Like he 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 killed the yeah. wrong person, and so then his his character arc is he is able to kill bad people again. And so that was a common like character arc of like the it's... late eighties and early nineties when everyone was tough on crime, which is funny because like that's not like. It's not like – is that supposed to be a good thing? You should like, be oh, ready. I can kill people again. You should be ready to kill at all times. Yeah, that's the that's the message. We're we trying want. to breed tough men. All right. You got to kill. Uh, back to the casting couch. It's a Black Mirror uh, episode about that. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so Erica has insisted that Seagal was never improper with her, for the record. This is the uh, – the actress okay. that, put, that uh, got the job. He was properly um, ass. However, Gary Busey claims that Seagal was looking to add in a love scene to the movie so that he could, quote, get down and dirty with the actress. So, I don't know. Wow, Erica denies it, but... When Gary Busey is the moral compass <laughs> of a wow. film, you know it's... Gary Busey is an American gem, okay? <laughs> yeah. He's American, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He's a Texas boy. Uh, Gary B's like, what? What movie are we talking about? He's trying to add a love scene <laughs> to get down and dirty. Uh, so speaking of Gary Busey, uh, murdering the captain while dressed as a woman was his idea. <laughs> I knew it. That doesn't surprise me at all. I w- yeah, I was thinking it's funny. Like, so they have this whole plot. Like, all the like the bad guys come on the ship. They do this rock concert. Gary Busey comes out dressed as a woman. And then they shoot everyone up. So it's like, hey, can we just wait until we play a few rock songs? I get to dress as a woman, dance around, and then we'll do the thing <laughs> so we can get all of that in. I so, was weirded out. I was like, wait, why is Gary Busey suddenly playing himself? Like, what, <laughs> what's happening when he showed up? Uh, so, so apparently he shot the scene the way it was written, which was for him to just be in his, like, officer uniform. Uh-huh. Uh but he had also like he had brought those things to the set. No, and he was like, "We're shooting this scene." Let me go scene. to my trunk real quick. Yeah, we're shooting this scene the way that I want to do it. Like, so he did it the way they wanted, and then he did it the way dressed as a woman, and everybody was like, "This is hilarious." And I guess uh, Tommy Lee Jones was laughing so hard he couldn't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the situation uh, that's that's weird. Like, that's the funniest yeah. about it. He's like, you know, what'd be funny if like, one of these males, insisting on. Navy SEALs, thinks that I'm a real woman and they fuck me in the room <laughs> in the broom closet. That'll be a good scene. And then I come out and I'm like, ha ha, I'm a bad guy. <laughs> I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> but a couple of the guys in the crew, because the crew like hates Commander Krill, played yeah. by Gary, Gary Busey. Uh, but one of the guys is like, you yeah, know, maybe he's not so bad. <laughs> 
after his performance well, at the rock yeah. concert. He makes it makes that line later so much better when he's like he's he's got the woman's makeup on and he's got these fake breasts and he's like does it look like I need a cycle psycho- like evaluation? Yeah. And then Tommy Lee Jones. Is and like, then he like not at rips all rips off the pantyhose off his head. Yeah. Jake, do you want to take us on a kill count? All right, I'll do a real quick super speed mode. I got uh, three kills the instant the assassination is revealed. At that point, I was thinking like this is an assassination, not not a coup. You know, I was like they wanted to kill this top ranking officer guy. They wanted to kill the captain, and this other guy threw in. There's like oh three deaths, and then we're gonna get out of here. So I kind of I kind of thought that the rest of the movie was going to be off the ship, like they were going to pursue, you know, this lead. Uh, but I was I was very wrong. So there's three. Uh, there's two. Also during that, there's another. There's another. We're counting them up. The rookie soldier, as we talked about, Steven Seagal's first couple of kills. In the first half of the mm. movie, Seagal gets eleven kills. Um, corpses in the party that we didn't see get killed, but we saw their bodies. Microwave bomb kills somebody. Men in the engine room get killed off screen. Guy on the ladder. Who's the guy on the ladder? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, second half of the movie, there were 50 deaths. Jesus. Um, and by second half, I mean probably the second, like the third third. Uh, 20 of those were the strike team on the helicopter that got exploded. And I counted 20. I tried to count as quickly as I could how many people on one side of the helicopter. And there's 10 and 10, yeah. Um, Did you count the pilots? And 10, 10, 10 people on the submarine. 10 10, there would have been two pilots, too. Yeah, I counted the pilots, okay. yeah. Uh, 15 people killed by Seagal. <laughs> in the, in the, so a total, I think Seagal's total was roughly, and, and he worked with you know everybody else to kill the submarine, yada, yada. Seagal's total for me was uh, 15 plus 11 plus one more would be uh, 27 was my Seagal total. Not counting the like team effort kills, which were when he had the whole crew teaming up with him to kill the bad guys, which I thought was really cool. I thought it was great that it turned less of a one-man show and more of a he's the leader of the people with his natural charisma and his <laughs> multiple <laughs> accents. And uh, my total for this film was 73 uh, deaths, good and bad. Wow. Just that, that line up with your research, Chase? Uh, you're about 20 off on okay. both. On both. Yeah. Oh, uh, Seagal more and, and less. Seagal. So I've got the kill count for the movie. This is from the internet as uh, 89 total deaths. Huh. And uh, Casey Ryback is responsible for 47 of them. Holy okay. shit. He kills, man. So I, I wonder if the They're internet counting is counting his submarine. Some of those team deaths. Counting his submarine. So they counted 16 more than me. Can we can we break down Tommy Lee Jones' death? Just because that was oh, yeah. really cool. That that was, four, was a great you, time. Could, you could count that death four times if you wanted to. <laughs> you could. That's probably what the internet did, those bastards. Know. Yeah, that knife fight. Legendary. Tell us yeah. about it, Kai. You loved it. Well, I loved it. First, um, so Steven Seagal, for anybody who's a fan, he, he's very well-versed in the art of uh, Akito. Or some Aikido, Aikido, yeah, yeah. martial arts. So you, he's he's sort of showing off. He's holding the knife in like a weird way, and he's like moving like a snake. And I, what I loved about Tommy Lee Jones, he's matching his energy because, um, like, I don't know Tommy Lee Jones in the martial arts, but he's like he's moving the same way. He's holding a knife, and so they're getting like they're tussling and they're like throwing jabs at each other, like grabbing each other's arms. And um, Steven Seagal de-knifes Tommy Lee Jones with his teeth. He takes the knife in his mouth, <laughs> and he remove he removes the knife from from Tommy Lee Jones' hands with his mouth, and and then he 
thumb he, in the eye. Yeah, he puts uh, what do you, he he puts his thumb in his eye. He like you know, Tommy Lee Jones is like bleeding from his eye. He's like jabbing his eyeball in, and then he stabs him directly on top in like through the top of his skull like with a, a huge knife. Yeah, like a pumpkin. And then, if the, <laughs> as if that was not enough, in case Tommy Lee Jones is not dead already, he throws his head through a computer screen. Yeah, he's sort of like right hand on his belt, left <laughs> hand on his collar, and just shoves him into the wall. Or it's it was, like a uh, terminal. Just to it's like deal more damage terminal. to the to the Missouri. Yeah, yeah. It was um pretty dope. It was great. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, the Missouri was not filmed in the movie. It was primarily the USS Alabama. Okay. Which is uh, in a museum. Okay. Was it shot near Hawaii or? It has to be around LA, right? As close as you can get to LA. I, I want to say it was in like Louisiana. Oh. That explains uh, Seagal's it explains the accent. Water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he picked it up on the way to set. Wow. <laughs> so also, like, there's, there's a few shots where he's like, they're taking out the submarine or trying to, and the water is like, kind of murky and it's like dude if you're out in the ocean right. near hawaii that water's not gonna be murky it's gonna be clear and sky Crystal blue clear. yeah it was know. like yeah very clearly like offshore it was like greenish yeah brown. yeah it was it's definitely like from the gulf yeah. <laughs> or, or it, to me and honestly like by the look of it looks like uh uh what's that famous harbor in new york uh hudson hudson the hudson <laughs> yeah it looks like murky ass water from the Hudson. Yeah, so uh budget of it, thirty five million. Pretty uh, good. Box office is pretty interesting. So the opening weekend they made fifteen million back. Uh domestically they made eighty three million and worldwide they made hundred and fifty six million. Wow. That's a hit. Yeah. 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 Smash it. Uh like four or five Under times siege. their money. Yeah. Uh, it also was nominated for Best Sound Effects Editing and Best Sound. At the Oscars? Awards. Yep. No uh, way. Did, not, did not win either, though. So so real quick, just a quick Google. It was filmed on the USS Alabama in the Bay, in Alabama Bay, in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, yeah. So that was yeah. Alabama water. Yeah, it was okay. Alabama water. You, okay. you can tell. Mile so is that <laughs> on the Gulf? It is, yep. Okay. The next section is trivia and fun facts. Pretty much right away, I realized that... Uh, the, the the trivia and fun fact section is just gonna be goofs because there is so much stuff that they got wrong in this movie. Like I only wrote down probably like a quarter of what was out there. Like uh -huh. there are people that have gone through this movie with fine tooth comb and just ripped it apart. I mean, we noticed there was a lot of inconsistency specifically with Tommy Lee Jones and Steven Seagal. Where Tommy, wardrobe, Tommy right? Lee Jones is changing his wardrobe all the time, like every oh, other. Like, yeah, so I've geez. got uh, a lot of time is passing. You know, you get sweaty. <laughs> He's like, switch your shirt. I'm gonna use my sweater. I'm gonna use my leather jacket. Now I'm gonna do both. I'm gonna get the headband on. It's probably cold out there in <laughs> Alabama waters. Yeah, he switched scene after scene. Like he'll, yeah, yeah. he the switched sweater uh, on. This is more than Steven Seagal switched accents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just about it's pretty pretty on par yeah they're, they're right there with each other uh so yeah there's, there's all kinds of goofy stuff uh uh so that when ryback is freeing the drowned sailors so like all the sailors that are they turn on the water and they're trying to like uh you know drown all these guys mm. there's a terrorist with a thick mustache that he kills three different times <laughs> uh which 
when we were watching the movie, I noticed it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that's the uh, same guy that falls down the stairs from two different angles, so funny. like two different just deaths. Throw him out there. They didn't have I, I didn't catch the third people one on set to to kill. You know, they had yeah, to reuse. It was them. like Commando. They used the same stunt guys to get killed over well, and over. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's probably another couple deaths of that guy, but he just maybe doesn't have the fake right. mustache on. You know? I'm sure. Yeah. They just got to change up their outfit a little bit. Uh. The, there's a, a part where a CIA officer at the headquarters is using a phone that doesn't have any cable plugged into it. <laughs> it's like it's like not connected to the. Are you talking about the, the red phone? Uh, I don't think it's one of the red no. ones, but uh, it's a government yeah. phone. Yeah. It's top secret tech, like uh, a car phone. Pretty pretty like funny a car stuff. phone. That was great. Like they're they're trying to play up this huge tech, and he's like talking to, uh, you know, uh, yeah. the government base. And, and, she's and, like, what is that thing? She, he's like, oh, it's a special, like, you know, it, it's a special uh, radio blah, blah for the Navy SEALs. And she's like, oh, like a car phone? And then, <laughs> yeah, it's babe. like, like, oh, yeah, 1992, phone. that was a big deal. Yeah, Which, they, they do call that joke back at the towards the end of the movie when uh, he's like, oh, I need to go grab this specialty SEAL phone. And he uses that to turn for it. And she's like, grab what? <laughs> and he's like, the car phone. Really? The I didn't notice phone. that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty cool. I like the the callback. Which there. for yeah. any of you listening in in 2022 is what we call a cell phone oh. these days. Mm. Oh. So. Good research. Wow. <laughs> I thought car was maybe like the the provider or something like CA. No, just the phone you have in your car. So oh. a, like a mobile phone, sort of like a oh a mobile cars phone. like a cell phone. Cars. Uh, another pretty good goof. Uh, so there's that that scene with the the pies in the oven, right? Mm. And uh, they they lock him in the meat locker. <laughs> And he's telling the private, like, he's like, hey, like, take my pies out of the oven. And the guy's like, I'm not going you know, to listen to you. And then they start burning. And he's like, take my pies out of the oven. Yeah. And the guy pulls it out of there. So in that shot, there's clearly like a propane stove. Uh, you would never use a propane stove on a, a, a ship. Like, if imagine it got hit with a... Like an explosive, the propane tanks would explode, and that whole kitchen would be destroyed. Uh, on the in the Navy, they use all electric burners. Okay. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was a pretty funny thing that, like, as a viewer, you're not thinking about that at all. It looks fine, right? But knowing that, I was watching that like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I had that same that. feeling. I was like, this this is not realistic. That ruined the movie for me. This is not. Stuff. What's the word the director used for this movie? Sophisticated. This is not sophisticated. Debunked. <laughs> Out the window with that <laughs> propane tank. Uh, when the ship stops the Pacific to berth with the sub, it drops anchor. Um, but an anchor chain would be far too short to have any kind of effect Uh out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, they have well, it, a thousand feet or whatever, three hundred feet, five hundred feet. Like it doesn't. It no doesn't way. matter. Like uh, the thing is just swinging yeah. in the wind. Yeah, you know? it's a military anchor chain. It's a special it's, it's, it's tech. Twenty-five thousand feet long. It's like a I car bet they phone. have well, probably two hundred feet limit. Uh, like, yeah, to anchor that far out. Yeah, there's insane. no way. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We talked about that one. Oh, uh, when Ryback is preparing to blow the helicopter, uh, he like pulls out like the paint thinner. It's like name brand paint mm. thinner. A uh, couple things about that. One, uh, it wouldn't be name brand paint thinner. It would be from the Navy Supply label. 
the other, the other thing so, there. That's so splitting hairs. No, but like, I, but I, I, I but I like love I, the fact that they had people from the navy there, and then they well, like still the, screw the people up from all the navy. Stuff. Like like the people there are people from uh, the air force on Top Gun. Like the, what the, all that they care about is not necessarily like accuracy. They just care about is the movie going to promote Positive, promote yeah. enlistment. But and they don't care about like oh is the paint thinner like the same. Clearly, they yeah. don't care. But we have to we have to go back um, a second because we're talking shit about the uh, anchor length. So aircraft carriers on the Navy, their anchors weigh approximately thirty thousand pounds Holy with shit. a chain approximately fourteen hundred feet in length. So it's not that fourteen hundred feet. Fourteen hundred feet. So it's not that out of. Yeah. How, how deep is the Pacific? Tommy Lee oh, Jones. It depends. I mean, it depends, depends, it depends where. where they are. Tommy Lee Jones yeah. would so, know a Hawaii. place to anchor to <laughs> rendezvous. He would. So the other quick note on the paint thinner. Uh, is that there's no chance that they would have something flammable lying around on the flight deck area. Well, <laughs> it's boom, roasted. Seagull brought it from below deck. Come on, he Come probably on. packed it for one of his special recipes. I like to, uh, I like to carry BC arguing with the Italian guy. Why don't you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> I get to fix the boat. <laughs> no, please, please, I want a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy's name is Luigi. Yeah, is he really Luigi? They, yeah, when the oh. other guy, like the translator, is like trying to tell him, he's like Luigi, and then he starts speaking. I thought him. one of you guys was calling him Luigi as like, like a, <laughs> no, it was like, in the I, movie. I, I, yeah, yeah, like a bit. Uh, so what's funny is uh, those those nitpicks you're saying they're too nitpicky. Uh, that was like one out of like. You oh, know, there, there was like a ton of these, and <laughs> oh, I was I like, bet, yeah. "I was like, I'm not gonna write all these down, yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure gonna... it's unlimited with, and yeah, and they're all just like super nitpicky, you know, yeah. it, it just all kinds of goofy stuff. Like, um, you, you guys remember like the '63 on the side of the boat? Apparently, it's supposed to be uh, black paint, not white paint. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah, there is like, like so a ton nobody of cares. Those. About like yeah yeah what I care paint? I thought those were great little tidbits but well, military people Kai care just hates military it. people fucking oh for sure criticize shit like this all the time they would dude. yeah well in the even like the ways that they were addressing each other there's like all kinds of mistakes like when they're talking about like oh where are your whites and he's like I don't have to wear my whites uh that, be unacceptable uh, that's yeah. a Louisiana uh, cigar right there. <laughs> so there's there's like there's issues with their dress. There's issues with the way that they call each other. There's like at one point he's like, "Oh, fucking E one," uh, but it's like there's no way that guy would be an E one. And and like other people are calling him private, which you wouldn't call an E one private. Uh, so I don't know. There's like all, all kinds of stuff like that. I didn't write it down. I don't really care. But a military person, if you're Navy, absolutely yeah, you love they, it. yeah. I've, I, yeah. I watched John Wick with people who like are super into guns and stuff, and they just crit- like every little thing well, they'll criticize. I mean, the, the yeah, like movies like this, like the movies like we're covering, are inevitably gonna have a, a like th- they're meant to be entertaining movies. They're inevitably if if like if, if people that are like, uh, oh, I couldn't believe like that the bus would jump over the bridge and speed. It's like, and so then that ruined the movie for me. It's like, oh, well. Like I don't want to watch a movie with you. Like if that's gonna ruin the movie, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, then it's like, you like, have to, yeah, you just have to like suspend bit. disbelief yeah. and like enjoy what was intended to be entertainment. Like oh, in Jaws, like the shark would never blow up by like holding a, a tank in its mouth and, and like you know like just it just enjoy the movie. But, so I mean, and, and I get that, uh, you know, I, you know that makes a ton of sense. But sort of where my brain is at is like, how hard is it to get the right information? 
Like, it, it, they're they're making this movie. Uh-huh. They, they've, you know, they had to have taken multiple takes of stuff. Like, how do they not? They have a script. How do they not just get it right in the first place? Like, why do they have to get stuff wrong throughout the entire movie? Because they have a certain amount of goals, right? And the the top goal always is to make the best or most entertaining piece right. of art. Sometimes the most entertaining thing is the thing that's not necessarily accurate. And the best and most that goal itself, the, but making the best, most entertaining thing takes all of their energy for as long as the movie takes to make a year a year and a half two years less sometimes yeah so any extras they don't really there's no extra thought really that goes into making a movie so i think when they get stuff wrong like this it's, it's like not they, because they bring the propane burner in there yeah and the technical advisor's like you would never have that and they're like we don't care i mean all- yeah this is what we have it looks better than this other one also it would be extremely difficult for 25 people to bring fully automatic weapons onto a fucking aircraft carrier <laughs> like they're gonna like they're gonna search them before they put them on a helicopter and bring them to an aircraft no, carrier they had them under they're not their, like, their they're clothing. Like, you got a cool leather jacket get on the get on the ship he's a yeah. rock star yeah like they wouldn't even like you know what i mean like that's the biggest plot hole is they're even allowed on the ship all with all the weapons they have. but like what about continuity like they've got Tommy Lee Jones changing outfits every two scenes. Even so, no, yeah. absolutely. Like he would switch. Like, like, how did they not try and get that right? Even so, you'll talk to an editor who will tell you that continuity is the lowest on even in edit. Like literally cutting from this scene to this scene, or you know, from this setup to this setup, they're telling you that performance outweighs continuity. Mm. So if you're locked into Joe Pesky's eyes, you're not going to notice, or it doesn't even matter if you do Those notice. Pesky eyes. You're not going to notice if uh, this person's hand is up in this shot and then not up in the reverse. Yeah, I've seen shots where... Because the performance is captivating. Yeah, I've seen shots where the continuity doesn't line up, and it's forgivable because it's just... So if that was true, then why do I notice it in movies all the time? And I'm like, ah, why can't they get it right? Because you're the type that they're (laughs) like, well... You probably watch a lot of movies. (laughs) Do you still enjoy the movie? Oh, of course. You're still going to go to the next one? Oh, yeah. So you're good. Yeah, then they did their job. You, you've checked; yeah. they've checked off their boxes. If this for you. movie was like Schindler's I, List, I would like the movies better though <laughs> if they got it right. But <laughs> but do you in other movies that you've watched? Do you remember the continuity errors, or do you remember the for sure? Other scene? The, other, those those are like those are as funny to me as some of the jokes in movies. So, yeah, some of them when they're really egregious, but like little yeah. tiny ones, I don't remember. You're right, little tiny ones. Time. I don't think this movie has any responsibility to get the specifics <laughs> of like Navy protocol right. I think that being a Navy movie, they have some... I don't think this... this so, this is not a historically accurate movie. This is a Steven Seagal action movie. All of this happened. Where, yeah, it's... it's This it's, is it's it's not... It's not a movie, but... It's... Uh, it might be, like, a Navy commercial, but this is primarily a movie just to get people to buy movie tickets and have... Watch a, a bunch of cool action scenes. And I don't think they have any responsibilities to, like... Like get the numbers on a the color of the numbers on a ship, right? <laughs> um, well, I I mean I I can understand if there are things where they're like, ah, well we had black paint, but uh, it doesn't look that good in the shot. Let's paint it white. Like, right, right. I get that. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that decision. Uh, but I don't know. Like when they're when when you have errors in the script and the dialogue, it's like that's written down. <laughs> like why yeah. didn't had nobody along the entire process of like reading through the script, you know, doing the table reads. So much gets through. You know, the technical advisor looks over the stuff like and maybe the tech- technical advisor just doesn't care and so he's like, "Ah, it's fine, like whatever, it doesn't matter." Like Yeah. 
But for any, I I just think about the the Navy people watching the the movie, and they would be sitting there the whole time, just like that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Yeah, and that maybe would, they would like the movie how, more because of that. How or, how unfun would it be if one of those people watched the movie with us and was like, <laughs> and we were like, oh, dude, that that scene, the scene where the helicopter blew up was so sick, and they're like, well, that's the wrong pay thinner. And the wrong, that's the wrong paint you, I didn't see the explosion. The paint thinner was yeah. Wrong. I just I couldn't I couldn't even watch past the paint thinner when they got I, the wrong brand. But I don't think it's that hard to get it right. You know, it's like it's like I, I get it. You're thinking about user experience. You know, like like what how how are we interacting with the movie as as viewers, right? Right. But I'm thinking about like the technical people on set. Like, how is somebody not like we need to fix this? This is clearly wrong. Well, if if the movie isn't based in reality. The shooting is like sometimes it's meant to it, be sometimes based in reality. I don't, well, I, according to uh, the guy who thinks it's a sophisticated <laughs> movie, he directed it. But, yeah. So in that case, all right, yeah. fair enough. It's not far fetched. Um, <laughs> should we talk about Steven Seagal's career? What do you, What are your guys' impressions of his career? Because it's interesting. He had a moment. This is like the moment where he had the most influence. Like he he's a leading man. This is a, a high grossing movie. Yeah, like late late eighties, early nineties. Like he can roll. he well, can carry a movie. He this, wasn't at this stage. really a leading man before this. They Hollywood sort of thought that he had the potential to be a leading man, so they sort of like looked through scripts and found this script and said, "We want to put you into the mainstream. Let's make you be the star of this movie." Do you know what made mm-hmm. them want to bank on him in particular? He was like, in successful movies before this. Above, yeah, above, yeah, he above the law, he started hard like to kill. It's like Mark for death. Yeah, huh. and they just thought that he could be that next big Stallone star. You yeah, because he, he was like kind of a martial arts guy, so he's like sort of the American Jackie Chan or, or like Bruce Lee kind of guy. Yeah, and they and they thought that he he could really like speak to a wide audience, so they they wanted to get him into more big yeah. movies. Because he's not because he uses every accent, so you can yeah. relate to him, no matter where you're from. I think it's interesting how he ever became like the star of a movie like this because. He's not a good actor. I, I so he's he's not a good actor, and he's not even like he's, he's not, not buff. He's like, not good looking. He's not buff. He, he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have like muscles. If he takes I, off his shirt, it's he like, doesn't, doesn't have like like Schwarzenegger is like a big, huge, like yeah. good looking dude, chis- chisel jaw, right? Yeah. Stallone, I Stallone. think is, is a good actor at times, and, and, and he, is also he, a big fucking dude, yeah. right? Yeah. Steven Seagal is not so, a good actor. Not really that good. Like, he's a creepy looking dude. Yeah. He's not like buff. He doesn't particularly have any like. Or is he a good fight good? choreographer though? I mean, that that could be something like we got to get him because he can really make this fight scene, this knife fight. I, really I really fight pop scenes off the in this. It's probably it. Because I, I don't think he like makes none of the fight scenes are like particularly realistic or impressive to me. The knife you know fight I mean? scene is pretty. I thought yeah. some of them. Well, well the, the multiple fight. people knife fight scene you're talking about? Well, yeah, like the, the two of them are going scene. back and forth. I mean, I'm but it's like know. completely unrealistic to what an actual knife fight would be. Sure. Like. It's I mean, be over cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool, and it's like more of like a sword fight with knives. I was somewhat impressed huh. with some of his fight choreography. Uh, uh, the funny thing is that he has a um, an infamous record among stunt actors, like stunt performers. Because uh, they all hate working with him. Because apparently he would just hit them for real, and yeah. so he has like a number of stunt people that just like will not work, like with refuse to work with him or like. I don't think you're uh, supposed to do that. <laughs> but like, but like for me, I don't think he does anything that's like 
particularly exceptional. Like someone like you watch like a Jackie Chan movie and you're like, oh my god, the way he yeah, moves yeah, yeah. and the way he yeah. does things and, and like the way he expresses himself. He pops up. The, the way he expresses himself through physicality and through his martial arts. We need to amazing, watch some, right? some Jackie Chan but, movies. Oh, absolutely. Dude, we yeah. should add an act- a yeah. Jackie so, Chan movie yeah. too. This movie is 1992. When is Jackie Chan's like prime era? Jackie Chan's before. So Jackie Chan started in the 70s. So really. Yeah, no so so Jackie Chan like the Drunken Master. I love Jackie Chan. So Jack, Jackie Chan Drunken like Master the dr- Drunken Master one. I want to say seventy seven. Um, Drunken Master on our list? No, Drunken Master should so be on. These our are list. all foreign yeah. movies. On, yeah. Like right, he didn't even get into Hollywood until the nineties, right? Yeah, so he's like he's but he predates Steven Seagal by a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, like before the, before, so he comes into like the American stratosphere probably after this but yeah he was already w- world famous for his movies in the 70s and 80s long before this movie okay um so he's been around he's famous and yeah just like the difference between those movies and this movie is just astronomical huh yeah, what do you mean i think i first saw him like probably uh, uh, like rush hour, like rush hour. What's Shanghai? Shanghai noon. noon? But yeah. like po- Owen po- Wilson. Yeah. yeah Owen Have Wilson. you seen Police Story? Like the way he like presents himself in Police Story, as like he his comedy through uh, martial arts and yeah. action through martial arts and all that is amazing. When and talk about fight choreography. Fight choreography. He's like, amazing. Like that's 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 an impressive fight choreography. Where this is like I don't think Steven Seagal's doing anything particularly impressive well this is this is what's interesting about steven seagal because he has this run in like the late 80s 90s where he's making like some bankable movies and then after 2001 he's not in another movie every movie that he's made since 2001 has gone direct to video or dvd with the exception of one and that's uh machete where he played the villain uh so like was was this period in like the 90s was that a fluke was he? Was there something actually appealing of, of him as an action star, or was it just a mistake that it happened? Yeah, I think it might have been like. I mean, th- there's been plenty of actors who have like had a like three or four year period where they've gotten big, high budget movies and then fizzled out, right? Like, it ha- it happens. Like they don't get the commercial success they're looking for or the critical right. success, and it just doesn't work out. Like they, I I feel like there's been actors and actresses to get a four or five year period of like. They're everywhere, right? An and then they fizzle out. Andrew so, Garfield. So I would say he's he's still getting work. So I I I would say I would say in the past whatever ten fifteen years, Taylor Kish is a good one. He was in um, Friday Night Lights, and then they put him in like John Carter and Lone Survivor and all these movies. Uh, he's like kind of a lead sort of guy, and then he fizzled out. He like all of his movies bombed, whatever. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is a big one too. She was mega famous for four or five years. And then I, I'm not sure exactly. I, maybe she I, st- did she step away from acting herself? I think but, she's still in the yeah. in the fold. Like she could still come back. Yeah, like she still has a career. Steven Seagal's right. career Drop, is like dropped so off. dead. And I think that yeah. has a lot to do with his personality. Yeah, because uh, just like there's a lot of actors that refuse to work with him and think he's yeah, a total just dickhead, uninterested. The, yeah. the guy, the guy who or, was in Avatar, the main guy in Avatar, was also he was in oh, a couple yeah, movies yeah. for a, a brief span of time yeah. and then I dropped mean, off. I feel like getting Me Too'd enough is also not useful but i i, I think his yeah. career died out before he the me too stuff rolled around yeah yeah for sure right yeah. i mean 2001 was the last before, time he was in a theatrical cared about movie yeah that he was like headlining yeah but um but yeah i think it's also he he would only that's be seagull in she wrote <laughs> that's seagull she wrote 
he he would only take movies where he is uh the center of the movie like he is the lead actor he's the guy that gets to kick everybody's ass um most of his roles they don't they don't put himself he doesn't put himself in a compromising position where he's like the character's vulnerable he's like always kicking ass throughout the movie oh yeah he didn't have emotions in this movie yeah no he's at one level the whole time do you think that because of this movie like this movie almost sort of blows his ego up to the point where it ruins the rest of his career because from here on out he goes i am a superstar i am the lead i can do whatever i want you know all these these women that come in here i can yeah you know take advantage yeah they need to make the yeah, movie got around e- me egotistical and power hunger i they need to listen to my script ideas and he ends up just ruining every project that he's on from here on out i mean if it was any movie it was probably this one because this is the movie that his movie that grossed the most money his biggest right his biggest movie and then after this his career kind of goes downhill this movie was also a major vhs hit uh to the point where a lot of uh video rental places had to request new uh copies of the vhs because uh the scene where she pops out of the cake and we see oh yeah see those amazing knockers (laughs) uh i i guess the uh the tape on the VHSs was so worn out from being like played, paused, rewinded, oh, just played, paused, paused rewinded over and over and over again. <laughs> That's so funny. They had, uh, they had the video stores had issues with. That. So Erica, what's her face? Must have been a pretty big star too around that time. Yeah. Well, she was a playmate for ten years. Yeah. Baywatch too. Baywatch That's, is a huge show. I mean, is there any other playmate that can say that they were in that they were the cover model? Pamela for Anderson. ten years. I mean, I can totally relate to the video being worn out in specific shots because, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all we get from there's, there, folks. Th- this is another nitpick he that I... he was being recorded. He was like, eh, let's wait. Let's yeah, wait my, dad, my dad had like a select number of VHS cassettes, and I'll just say I knew exactly at what time code <laughs> would be a good time to pause the movie. And, and he, had, <laughs> he had three copies of Under Siege. My dad? Because he wore out. The I other wish two. he did. <laughs> Kai, don't come in this room. <laughs> uh, just just talking about this made me think of another uh, nitpick. Uh, so there's like a scene where, he, like the you know the cake that she jumps out of. Yeah. Like way later, it's just like a broken cake, and he like kicks it out of the way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But what's really funny is you can so clearly in the shot see there's like a pulley on the ground and a string that's like pulling the cake away. <laughs> And it was like, and I saw it in the research, and I was just like, oh, I can't wait to like see it for real. Because in the research, it says you can clearly see the pulley. Mm. And I was like, I don't know. You know I like, usually it's pretty well disguised. And then in the movie, I was like, oh my God, you can, the pulley's right there. Yeah. I remember you saying that right at that shot. Um, uh, pretty good. Love it. Yeah. See, like that kind of stuff, that's like another joke to me. Like, that's memorable to me. I'm going to remember that. See, it adds to the experience. You yeah. don't want people to go back through the script. It negatively adds to the experience. <laughs> <laughs> or positively. Because you're like, or, oh, they fucking they have the, the... You said it was another joke. It's an yeah. extra joke. It, yeah. It's another thing it to no like, laugh at the movie. Yeah. I mean, this this is a movie to laugh at. It's not a movie to like... Under siege. Yeah. To like hold up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like in 92, if you're going to the theaters to see this, you're not walking out of there like, that was hilarious. You it's know, an Academy Award-nominated film. It's, it is true. And, you know, some of the scenes 
uh, where, where they're doing the war room with all like the uh, military uh, officers. CIA the cinematography there is pretty good. Like you know, they're they're like uh, it, the cameras in movement, and they're like adjusting to everyone's like saying something at a different time and they're like focusing on different people and it felt like oh you're capturing the chaos that's happening in the room and i felt like oh yeah this is actually like the people who make this movie kind of know what they're doing this isn't all like a bad movie the other um, time you commented on cinematography was when the camera would go down to uh, jordan tate's butt as she was walking away from the camera <laughs> yeah and linger for like six to eight seconds there Yes, there's a few times. different shots where it's like man three, three like, at least is Seagal holding the camera yeah no this is a movie like there's only one female character and the entire purpose of her character is just to be like the occasionally topless uh sex figure for steven seagal to to kiss in front of all of the the crew members to the impress the guys yeah yeah, yeah. All, all eyes on her all movie and he's the only one that gets to plant one on her yeah you but, wanted more more guys to to plant one on her for this for this movie? No, just uh, <laughs> that's not what I was saying at all. No, uh, what, what I was saying is like she's clearly like from the second she gets on the boat, even when she's of in course, the helicopter yeah. before they get on the boat, all eyes are on her. But he's the just a whole cook. time. He's just a lowly, lowly cook. Just a lowly, lowly cook. Lowly, lowly. Cook. Which watching that scene, I was thinking like. It's like, is this a shot? Like, he's like taking a shot on people that are like on the help. Yeah, like, like, I'm just a piece of shit. Cook I'm just a fucking who's to cook. kill himself. I'm just a fucking <laughs> piece of shit. I'm not worth anything. I'm like a cockroach on this ship. You know, he's like, it's like, I'm like the way that he says it. I'm like, man, like, well, it's if written, I had ever cooked, I feel like I it's would written as the opposite. It's written as like, no, I'm just the cook. Like. You know, yeah, but the way he pays says attention it, to me, so yeah. pompous. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, here are some credentials of Steven Seagal. Uh, he was appointed by Putin to be uh, a representative to improve Russian-U.S. cultural relations. Is he Russian? Like the Dennis Rodman of Russia? Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, his his grandparents are Russian. Hmm. Uh, he was granted a Russian passport by Putin in 2016, as well as a Serbian passport. Uh, he's friends with the uh, the one of the last dictators of Europe, Lukashenko, in Belarus. He's got that meme of him eating a carrot. If you've seen that, if you should, you should look it up. Just look up uh, <laughs> Steven Seagal carrot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's it, that's a funny one. So he's still famous. He's. Um, yeah, uh, he's a household name. He's a deputy sheriff in Jefferson Parish in Louisiana. That rhymed. You made that up. No. <laughs> there is a, uh, a TV series called uh, Steven Seagal Lawman, where he's, it's like cops, but with Steven that, Seagal. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tom Segura does a whole bit about it, which is really funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Uh, and he's a deputy sheriff of Hudspeth County in Texas. So um, and he's a musician. He plays blues music, and and he's trained in the art of aikido. Um, so, Renaissance man. Yeah, good guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and he has like a dozen sexual. Assaults. And he's a sexual predator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other real like trivia fun fact that I have here is um, in the UK versions, the German version, and the Finnish version. Uh, they're all heavily edited for violence purposes. Oh. Um, so there's all kinds of like fight scene stuff that they just throw away. They, they cut out the scene where they, he pushes a guy into a buzzsaw. Yep. 
I yeah. cut that out. Uh, there, there was like there a was whole list ones, of scenes yeah. that got cut. But uh, I, I like the one where he gets impaled by the big steel. Beam. I was gonna. Well, oh, that was yeah. sick. What are you guys' yeah. favorite favorite kills of the movie? Well, well, that's, we're that's definitely photos. mine. Yeah. Well, mine is good. Tommy Lee Jones. Been stabbed in the head. Yeah, yeah, he stabbed in the head. Thumb stab. TV takes yeah. his eye. Yeah. I would say mine. The one that made me wince the most was the the buzz saw or whatever that thing's called. Yeah. That he he throws a guy onto a workbench with a buzz God. Down. What is it called? Where, where the, he's like cutting blade. metal with that thing. He's cutting yeah. like steel beams. Yeah, it's one of those, oh, yeah. and he like shoves him up, and it it cuts him right through the a shoulder. Bandsaw. A bandsaw. bandsaw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Those are all pretty great. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, the helicopter explosion is pretty fantastic. Gosh, I don't know. Prob- I, I think other. my favorite is probably the steel beam going through the guy's chest. Yeah, yeah. well, I'll, shot. I'll, I'll, I'll add one more. It's not. It's not a like a flashy kill, but Gary Busey killing a dude dressed in drag. Oh yeah, phenomenal. Ex- phenomenal. And I'll I'll just add because um, I was like Dakota where I didn't see this coming. When Tommy Lee Jones is like, "Who's the?" When he's doing the, the rock show, officer. he's like, "Who's uh. the highest ranking officer?" And in the mood, and the it's like a birthday party. Everyone's like up, and everyone clears the path of the highest ranking officer. And he just shoots him in the head. Yeah, and I, I like, and I like verbally was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. like I was first so, blood. Yeah, it was such a surprise. Kill. I, I was, I was cool waiting moment. for what was going to happen in the in the movie. I was assuming someone was going to come from outside the ship and attack. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I had no idea that it was oh, going to be I mean, an I should have put it together if they get Tommy Lee Jones know, he's probably going to play they're not going to get him to play yeah. just the joke character the yeah, whole movie the, yeah. he's just he's just you know plays guitar <laughs> <laughs> right my life is rock and roll man he said something like that earlier yeah. Yeah, he was right. like a southern Mick Jagger kind of guy was... but he's he's one of those people that he's played the good guy and the bad guy pretty much equally throughout his career so you never really know he so he, Tommy Lee Jones is a Harvard educated guy. He's like a big theater actor. But then like the early nineties he was doing all these like really cheap action movies. Why do you think he was it just money? Just wanted well, to get they, paid. These were cheap action yeah, movies. Yeah, acting's, acting's hard. No, I mean like like cheap so in the expensive. sense that it was not sophisticated. But he he was he was like, probably he was getting paid, I'm he sure. He was probably he, getting paid a lot and like he probably had a blast, dude. Like go on a navy ship, have a good fucking time, like Hang out with Gary I mean, Busey. Do you and think Steven that Segal? they were doing drugs in these movies? Like, oh, absolutely. Do you think that he was like just railing lines and like I'm gonna scream at everybody for this scene? I need to like hype well, myself up. Jake, you said Steven Seagal is stone cold sober. I'm mean, not no, sorry, uh, Gary Busey. No, I uh, no, I didn't. I think Gary. I, was, I think he was joking. I was, no I was talking on my butt. I think yeah. he was yanking your oh. chain. Gary Busey for sure did Busey cocaine. Did some and does this some is, and this is, is some kind of a show. That guy. Uh, this is post uh, motorcycle brain damage. Gary Busey. This yeah. is actually the movie right after Point Break. Yeah, Gary Busey overdosed from cocaine, so I think he's done it a couple times. <laughs> it's fair to say he's, yeah. he's he <laughs> at least dabbled. once. <laughs> at least once. <laughs> the day after that, he was yeah. he was off the stuff. All right, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, like for like you're saying he's a classical actor. Like I feel like if you just keep doing drama roles you might get burnt out and bored but like he's doing fun roles like this and then doing it's you know drama roles like no country for old men and stuff like you know what i mean like he's doing a bunch obviously those yeah, are spaced no, out I mean, but yeah no country for like later in the 2000s i feel like he's getting into what he's really supposed to be doing 
I think there's plenty of actors who are very well trained who are never going to be in a movie. You know, like you have to start your career somewhere. But the fu- the Fugitive was a, 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 yeah, a year after this, one and year after Oscar, this. Oscar nominated. After. I mean, that was a relatively That's serious a serious role. Serious movie. Yeah. He wins the Oscar for yeah, it. He w- yeah, he actually the Fugitive. I don't think was even intended to be an Oscar winner. Like it's it, like it's an action. I feel like it's it was supposed to be the kind of movie just like this movie, but just happened to turn out really really good. Having seen the Fugitive, I have to disagree. We should watch it. I think we should put it on the list. Yeah, it's on the list. It's a fun Cue one. Cue it up. We'll go watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's had a pretty diverse like range of... A couple of years later, he does Men in Black, and then... Which yeah. is a fun yeah. role, you know? Fun role, yeah. It's a classic movie, he's, like an iconic he's, movie. He does Batman Forever in yeah. this period. Yeah. He just seems like a guy who generally enjoys acting and is having a good time. Yeah, Are he's we, so good. He's so fun to watch. Uh, the way he delivers lines is so, like... This cadence is very, you know, unique. It's good. Are we through to through to the end of the research? Yeah. Are we Are we ready for scores? Or do you have, do you have anything else? I'll knock it out. Um, so we'll start with critically. Um, it's a pretty silly movie. Um, pretty straightforward. I don't think they take any risks or anything writing wise. It's a pretty straightforward like Die Hard on a boat. Die Hard on a boat. Um, there's a guy, he's not exactly what we think he is, turns out to be the hero, saves the damsel in distress, kills the bad guy, gets the girl at the end. I would say some of the shots were beautiful, the the setting was great. Um, the boats are really cool. boat was really cool. Um, a, a lot of practical effects, which I thought was good. Um, yeah, convincing. Yeah, I would say critically it's probably f- a five. You know, it's r- right in the middle. It's not an absolutely terrible movie. It's not oscar worthy movie by any means um entertainment wise uh i'd give it a six i mean it's 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 a fun movie like i said earlier tommy lee jones turns it up always puts on a good performance great in this movie gary Busey's gary Busey, steven seagal steven seagal but it's i mean it's relatively predictable um i disagree with you guys in that the choreography and fight scenes were not fantastic for me yeah you didn't like them uh, it's not that I didn't like them. I just think they were a little goofy at times, um, a little over the top, and not r- very realistic. Eighty-nine people died um, to make that movie for you. And yeah. you <laughs> and I just some people died three times. I disrespect, times I disrespect all their lives. <laughs> yeah, so I give I, I give it a five, five and a six. Right, right in the middle of kind of the movies we've seen. Um, not a movie I'm like rushing out to go see again. Um, I would suggest it to the right type of person, but it's not a movie that I'm like. You have to see this. It's a classic. Go out and see it right now. But it's about what I was expecting for a Steven Seagal movie. Entertaining, but not great. Well, Dakota, you are entitled to your opinion. Let's move on to Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So for me, critically, I'm looking at a movie that's not bad enough for me to completely make fun of. Uh, and th- there's also nothing that I thought was like, wow, good. So I'm also placing this right in the middle as a five because... This is your critical? Yeah, it's my critical score because it sets out to do what it what it tries to do, but there was nothing that I felt was new or especially moving. I, I liked the fact that they kind of gathered more of a team of like... You know, it was cool, like, underground. These guys are going to rise back up and take over the ship again. Like, it was a fun Navy movie for sure. Um and then as I was watching it, I felt like it slowed down. I felt like the tone of the movie shifted a lot because where some of the movies we watched are like, we're going to be funny and you're going to love that we're funny. This movie was like 
this is a super serious movie. And then there's weird like jokes that don't like characters that are delivering them don't make sense. Like the one that comes to mind is the nuclear room or whatever with the with the guys. They're like on the walkie talkie with Seagal as he's having the shootout. You mean right? the car phone. Yeah, the car the car phone. Uh, he's having a shootout and they're like, "What are you doing down there?" Like, I know you're not going to follow orders, but you got to do your best. And he's like, "Okay." And then the guy hangs up the phone. He's like. Man, they're having a hard time on that ship. Like, <laughs> that's, that's a good quote. Yeah, that's such a weird line for that character to give right there. Yeah, like, he's, he's like the head of the CIA. All of a sudden, yeah. he's having fun. That with That line got a laugh from all of us. I, yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, I think I said this when we were watching it. I was like, like, oh man, they're having a lot of trouble on that ship. Hey, can I get a coffee over here? <laughs> <laughs> so besides that, I mean, this is my first Seagal experience. I I enjoyed him as a main character. I really did. Um, for this purpose and so for my actual enjoyment again it's nothing that i would never sit through but i'm not gonna tell anybody about this movie do you know like yeah yeah, that's that's true. yeah i'm not gonna go home and tell kelsey like we should watch this one scene in particular or anything like like most of the movies that we do on the show i'm like kelsey we gotta see the face-off scene where you know whatever happens so i'm i'm going i'm going straight up with dakota i'm going five and six for this movie wow uh that is a good yeah so the movie it's it's not original it's it is die hard on a boat on a boat yeah um i agree with jake it's it's like yeah you, you wouldn't be like oh you need to go see this movie um although a lot of people did yeah, and back in 1992. Uh, critically, I'm even less impressed with the movie. I think um, uh, it, it, it was kind of like sexist, uh, I thought was a big takeaway for me. And um, I mean, there, it, was, it was fun like, to, to watch like Gary Busey go 100% and Tommy Lee Jones to go 100%. And Steven Seagal, like to to do his thing, but I, f- I feel like he <laughs> to go like, his ten percent. Yeah, he he, goes. he he kind of like Steven Seagal's one hundred percent is like a ten percent acting performance because like he he delivers his lines like he's too cool to say them and he's like yeah yeah you know sometimes I got like he doesn't yeah. even want to be there. It's like this device. You know, I didn't like, want to wear yeah. my whites. Yeah, and um, you know, so he I mean he's an interesting guy because he's he like he adds the movie as in like oh it's it makes it more of a of like a make fun of the movie spectacle, but I don't, I think he like takes away from the movie in a critical score just by him being the lead actor. Um, for those reasons, I'm going to rate this as a 3.5 in critical. Um, and entertainment wise, I had a fun time watching it uh, just cause I like, you know, action movies where like, there's some th- some of the action scenes are pretty entertaining. Like I I actually was invested, although I did find myself being like I I'm kind of excited for the movie to end in the last it 25 slows minutes. Down. Yeah, it does yeah. slow down. It last, drags. Yeah, so I think that took my score down from an eight to a seven point five. But I do think I'm gonna hold that. I'm gonna hold fast. Seven point <laughs> five. Stand fast. Stand fast. <laughs> what was the... uh, it's supposed to be stand firm. That's but right. They, uh, they say stand fast several times. Man, you think the and, Navy and if, guy would have? Uh... Gary Busey screws it up one time too, where he's like, he's like, stand right there, fast. <laughs> and it's like, uh, he means stand firm right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I mean, he yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I I definitely dig your guys' scores. You know, uh, the, the critical score I ha- I have it a seven. Uh, which wow. hearing your guys' parts, I'm like, wow, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I think um, what keeps it there for me is like you know I guess if you never saw Die Hard that this would be like oh my god sick movie. Uh, but <laughs> being that Die Hard has been out for three years. You know, it probably shouldn't get that. Uh, but, I, you know, I love Tommy Lee Jones. Love his performance in this movie. Gary Busey. I think this is maybe peak Gary Busey. Uh, I mean, he's in he's in a bunch of other stuff, and he's really good in all this other stuff. But I feel like this is before he gets, like, too lunatic. And yeah. But he he's still kind of himself. He's still kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, but it's... I feel like he's, like really showing off the acting chops he was uh, nominated for an oscar in 78 in, in 78 yeah wow but he was yeah i mean he's he's been he was a great actor for like what 30 years or something this 20, is like the youngest years. i can actually recognize like i remember seeing Busey. this is around the same time as point break so I yeah think it's a year after point break prime, prime Busey. yeah and i yeah. think he looks healthier in this movie than he did in point break yeah uh, but maybe I just need to go back and watch Point Break. It gets suspended about six months. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I I think um, like the you know the the sound was really good. The movie experience is really good. I think back in 1992, you're probably not thinking about the sexist elements of it. You know that stuff doesn't really hold up very well. Maybe you're not, you pig. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I I mean. Yeah, so so I so I think critically, I think there's a reason why this movie did really well in a period of time that it came out, uh, which is why I'm giving it the seven. It's a really good feel good movie, like it it motivates you. They're trying to get people into the navy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I felt good at a couple points. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna need to uh, check the remote in my room. Probably clean that. Uh. <laughs> uh <laughs> And then as far as enjoyment score, I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, wow. I think it's a really fun movie. There a bunch of cool explosions, uh, some cool kills, uh, good fight scenes. I'm curious how people felt about Steven Seagal in 1992. Because mm. given that we're given a fresh generational perspective on it, we all know who Steven Seagal is. Through the and means, yeah. Yeah, in our lives, and internet, yeah. he's made a bunch of shitty movies. Yeah. We've have made fun of him for two decades at this point. Most of our lives he's been a joke. Uh but in nineteen ninety two, I don't know, maybe he maybe I am I'm, I'm trying to think like were, were people coming out of the theater saying like, Oh, I don't know, Steven Seagal's not that good of an actor or were people walking out of there like Steven Seagal is the fucking man? Yeah, I and think, I think it's the latter. I think Probably. you're right. Yeah. Um, My opinion was that he was a cool guy. I, I mean, like, it was, I didn't it know was a critical success. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the kissing scene at the end of the movie was pretty awkward, pretty cringy, but um, but it had to happen. Yeah. Like our view of Steven Seagal, like like it's, it's just some things that I'm just remembering now. Like he is notorious, and this is around the same time for being the worst host of SNL. Everyone who was on that said cast member yeah, said yeah. he was the worst host. What to year ever. was that? 
that was I think it was the year before this movie came out. Yeah, ninety one or ninety two. Yeah, yeah. So early nineties. So, um, everyone, Lauren Michael says that David Spade. Um, yeah, it was a, it was like, the Spade Sandler. Yeah, um, Farley. SNL, right, right, Al Franken just yeah. said it. Um, so, yeah, everyone's in agreement about that. And then there was some other thing that had to do with Steven Gold that I, I don't remember. So, so maybe people were having that conversation walking out of the theater. Well, I, I think I think it was like, yeah, his his head was getting too big for his body at this point. Right, and now he's he's still doing. He's seventy years old. He's still doing action movies. And there's like actually a joke online because he's he doesn't want to physically move in his action movies oh so people, with a gun <laughs> there's people measuring like how many scenes is he sitting down and so now like the older he gets the more and he's still doing action movies but he spends the majority of the movie sitting down because he doesn't want to stand up he's, he's like overweight he's, like, he's, he's not even trying anymore but yeah yeah pretty ridiculous person overall they should put him in a he's... fast and furious oh so he just like car racing yeah yeah but th- but like his like style like like makes for some funny lines in the movie i don't i don't know what your guys's favorite lines are mm. um i don't think we've done that yet right no we haven't uh, yeah. yeah i only only really wrote down a couple of them um so i i think the funniest thing he says i i don't know if it was supposed to be like come across as funny or like serious um but when everything pops off and he finds the girl right he puts her on the sink and she's explained to him very clearly like what's happening, yeah. right? So she was like, Yeah, all these people started shooting, I don't know what's going she's on, crying. blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. She's crying and stuff, and like very clearly, <laughs> coherently explaining the situation. And Steven Zagal goes, What babbling bullshit is that? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. like she's crying, she's traumatized, she just yeah. saw dead bodies. She's not she's not a, in the navy. She's a Playboy playmate. What babbling she's, bullshit? She's barely got any yeah. clothes on. She's crying. She's in a traumatized situation and she's explaining to him completely coherently for the situation she's in what she's doing. And he's like, What kind of babbling bullshit is this? She's like being so like overly aggressive. It's like okay. it's just to be like, Oh, look at how macho and like uh this guy is like huh, women uh, i mean yeah. i don't know i think a context of the character explains that away but we we kind of already talked about that so that's a good line though <laughs> kind of bad <laughs> so my, my favorite seagal line is uh just take my pies out of the oven yeah <laughs> so good like of all things to worry about oh he's a cook yeah nobody ever got to eat his food in that movie i don't think poor guy Oh yeah, I think you might be right. Uh-huh. Gary Busey spat in one of his pot. Uh, his... F- fucking what a dick! A little bit of flavor. <laughs> Another that was the worst kill he had in that whole movie was uh, Gary Busey killing that soup. Killing that soup. Oh yeah. <laughs> Another good one was 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 not um, a Steven Seagal line, but like we're almost towards the end of the movie, right? It's at the point where like he's having the gun battle, right? And he's talking on the comms to the like headquarters or whatever. And like he's shooting the guys, and he like gets off the comms, and one of the guys at the headquarters is like, "They got a lot of trouble on that ship." Yeah, yeah <laughs> like after one. like yeah. a bunch of people have died and stuff, they're like, "Yep, got a lot of trouble. It's yeah. not going well." Uh, one of my other ones I have written down is from Tommy Lee Jones, and one of the I think it might be Busey. He's like, "What are you gonna do?" And his response is, "Make Honolulu glow in the dark." It's a good <laughs> one. That's a good one. Because he's yeah. gonna nuke it. I liked um, what's the uh, the uh, July '89 character, Jordan T. Oh, Jordan. Uh, so she's she's talking to uh, she's talking to the military commanders at the base, and then 
uh, Steven Seagal's like fighting off people. He's like firing the gun, and they're trying to get in touch with him. And she's like, "He's at a gunfight right now. Can I take a message?" Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. That, I feel like that was intentionally supposed to be funny. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It was. She's she's playing it was receptionist. A, it was a gag. Yeah. In the middle of a gunfight. Yeah, I liked it. Um, my line was right at the beginning, and and it's funny because I was thinking of the whole intro of the of the movie. Seagal looks over at the. Seagal doesn't want to wear his whites because he doesn't like ceremonies, you know. <laughs> he looks over at the TV where Bush is speaking and where they're you know, like shooting all the Navy, and he says, "Look at this expensive photo shoot, like uh, something like that." About the president. Just yeah, like the whole purpose for the ceremony is this photo shoot, and I was like, I was thinking that about all these crazy helicopter shots they're getting of this. Uh, military battleship that's going over there. And I'm like, wow, this movie already, the budget is far above a lot of the movies that we watch here. And I was just, I don't know, I kind of feel like it was almost the same, uh, like a nod to how much money they're spending on these really cool, kind of a meta uh, big shots and like the president and whatever else they have for the movie. I liked how they, you know, they're, they're, what I learned from Chase is that they're just shooting a, a scene of the president doing a speech. Yeah, and uh, and then they're making it seem like Steven Seagal is too cool to meet the president. They're like, "Do you want to meet the president?" He's like, nah, "Nah, I don't want to put my whites on." And then, like in reality, like there's no way that they're gonna get a scene with him meeting George H. W. Bush. Yeah. So, but they just. I, to I like how cool. they implied it though. That it's that's interesting. I didn't catch that. That they're sort of implying like you're gonna have a scene with hw bush yeah and then seagal is like i'm too cool for that <laughs> yeah and, and so then they, and, and so they like yeah. throw that idea in the trash can for the viewer before the viewer gets the chance to and they're like that. oh shit it's really george bush they for sure hung out at the after party it was cool to see the president in a movie though i like that yeah it's rare not played by an actor and normally actually... you get like a voice or like you know like somebody who is a different name, but vaguely looks like the current president. Yeah. <laughs> or Reagan, who was a movie star before being a president. Sure. That's true. Cool. So that <laughs> was uh, Under Siege, your father's favorite movies. I'm going to join the Navy tonight. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure that my father has seen this movie, but uh, I'll have to give him a call and see if he has. And if he exclaims, that's my favorite movie on the phone, then uh, I'll, be, I'll be satisfied. Under well, Siege. You know, I think that title... Kind of sucks. Oh, really? I don't think I got to like the, the other titles of the for title. It. There were alternate, alternate. Yeah, titles? Dreadnought was the original name for the script. Uh, and then what was the other one that they? Boats and hose. It's like <laughs> so get Dread... off my boat. Dreadnought did not test well. I'm tired of these motherfucking. I think Under Siege is better than Snakes. Um, they wanted they wanted to do a three word name to match Seagal's other movies. Uh, so Last to Surrender was thrown out there. Ugh, but worse. Yeah. yeah, but both Lawton and Seagal were like, no, we, we don't like that. Yeah. And they were still trying to push it, and Seagal like, went way out of his way and was like, we are not naming it that. I don't hate Under Siege as a title. I just, I hate, think, it's a good I just title. think it's inaccurate to the, I don't know. A no, Siege it, to me feels it's like... It's a Siege. Yeah. Well, yeah what would you name it? A Siege to me is like you're storming a castle wall like it's a... Impregnable... Yeah, like a fortress of some kind. So whether that's boarding up a shopping mall against zombies, like there's a siege of zombies. Under siege doesn't work for me for a battleship, although, I mean, it's a fortress, so I guess it yeah, makes Siege sense. is a military operation in which enemy forces surround a town or building, cutting off essential supplies with the aim of compelling the surrender of those inside. 
There you go. I'd say it works. I mean, it's not a town or a building, but like a ship is a building on water. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and they, they do cut off a bunch of like the communications and. How about a sub above? <laughs> That's Jersey Mike's slogan. A sub above. Yeah. I think Jersey Mike's, Jersey Mike's our sponsor for tonight. <laughs> Jersey Mike's. Hey, yeah. and uh, if anybody from Jersey Mike's is listening to this and they want to throw an endorsement deal our way, I'd oh love man. some money. We we yeah. love those subs. You really and the do. U.S. Navy. Uh, now they're our sponsor. We go for a month of you, submarine movies just yeah. to make sub puns. You can I pay me in meat, bread, and cheese, and I'll be, yeah. I'll be there. I worked at yeah. Jersey Mike's for like a year longer than I should have because I just love the food so much, and I was never exactly. going to want to pay that much for a sub in my life after I quit. So. Nice. Jersey Mike's. Has never made a bad sub, and the U.S. Navy has never made a bad decision. <laughs> and that's what you can go home with Our tonight. Two sponsors, the two sponsors, Navy Jersey Mike's and, and the U.S. Navy, baby. <laughs> uh, I right. feel like we could end the podcast on that quote. That's two beautiful. Best to go to. subs in the in the world. Yeah, thank you guys so much for your father's favorite movies. This is Chase. This is Kai. This is Jake. I'm gay. <laughs> oh no, Dakota! <laughs> I thought we were done. We're done? <laughs> yeah, we're done. All right, sign our.